0: This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. We're back to talk more Emily Gilmore. We just had so much to say in the first episode. We had to split it into two. But before we do that, you know what we didn't talk about last week was the podcast's new look. I know we got a new look we didn't even mention it I know I was <laughs> expecting everybody to like notice you know when you like get your haircut and you're like I'm not gonna say anything I'm just gonna wait for <laughs> you to be like hey I like your haircut yeah you know no I love it so much I know our new logo was designed by Emily Kelly she's awesome she's done some stuff for us before she actually designed our gazebo for our holiday drop
1: yeah she does lots of cool stuff she does lots of Taylor Swift inspired art if you love Taylor um so go check her Instagram out it's Kelly design Yeah, no, this was one of those things that, like, I feel like I love when one of us has an idea and then it just, like, snowballs. And that was started with, I was like, what if we put a little, like podcast easter eggs in it and then like the charm bracelet was born yeah the scrunchie the rings I do have to say a lot of people have commented on the tattoo Mm -hmm. on the hand that is supposedly my hand because it has Mm -hmm. the ace tattoo and I will say that is not the tattoo that I got because Mm -hmm. I did say I was going to get a Gilmore Girls tattoo it is similar to what it is that I'm getting I have Mm -hmm. not yet gotten it um a lot of people have asked me that but I'm just waiting but it is going to be on my hand so I wanted it to be kind of like you know a little bit a little bit reminiscent of what's gonna happen. But yeah, I love it has not yet happened, but when it does, I will let you all know. But Yeah. yeah. Oh of course. No, I love it.
0: I know. I know. These little these little Easter eggs were so fun to create with Emily, and we had a great time coming up with, we were like, what yeah. would be on this charm bracelet? You know? I think my favorite is the Pop-Tart with the bite Me too. Me a little bitten out Pop-Tart, because we said a yeah. Pop-Tart, but we didn't know that she was going to put a little bite in it. So yeah. cute, oh, so perfect. So perfect, I, I love know. it. I love it so much. But anyway, we're so excited to have a new look. We're excited for our new merch that also dropped along with it last week. We um, kind of did an updated version of our core collection. We're going to yeah. be releasing some very mini updates to some of the designs that you came to know and love some of our phrases and our of course fictional boyfriend collection we'll have some updates to that as the year goes on but yeah stay tuned but in the meantime we're here to talk about Emily Gilmore the one the only I'm sorry listening back to that last week that
1: cracked me up
0: (laughs) I know I forgot about it I was like how do we start this episode ah yes John Travolta who they let you know, announce something again on the Oscars, but this oh, time it was they? very well done. Well, he announced the In Memoriam. Oh, okay. I didn't watch it. Oh, I, I actually loved the Oscars because they were a lot longer than they usually are. They are now including sound design. Oh,
1: the, they added all the categories back. I did see that. Because Great I just job. always felt
0: like that was so unfair. Yeah. Because it's uh, it speaks volumes about, you know, what, what the Academy prioritizes. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I, um, I kind of laughed. Brett and I laughed when John Travolta came out. I was like, oh, man, they're letting him do it. <laughs> he, but I will he say, I it hit me in the feels. A, he nailed it. But B, it was really sad because he announced the in memoriam. And I had forgotten, and I can't believe I did because this was one of my favorite movies growing up. He announced the in memoriam the year that Olivia Newton-John died.
1: Oh. And
0: it was very, like, it was very well delivered, very well done. So I felt guilty for laughing, but it was only on the heels of what we had discussed in last week's episode oh my gosh but it was I didn't even
1: realize that the Oscars were gonna happen like immediately after we had just I know like posting that episode I didn't realize it was going to be topical I know um
0: (laughs) anyway let's talk about the one the only Emily one. Gilmore. <laughs> Sorry, it's just so. It'll never him. not be there anymore. Um, <laughs> but last week we left off after season three, and we didn't realize that we were going to talk about her for so long because we really wanted to, and you spoke to this at the end of last week's episode, break her down as a character. And I was thinking about this as I was noting for today's episode, in realizing that it's very hard to talk about Emily Gilmore as a character because of the Gilmore girls. She's really the one that we see on her own, like as her own entity. The least, yeah. Um, because of course, she and Richard are such a pair, and as we're gonna get into later today, we see there's a stumble there, yeah, from seasons like throughout season four and then into season five, and then we really don't see her on her own again until a year in the life. And I would say those are some of the strongest moments that Emily has as far as who Emily is as a person, less yeah. as a mother, a partner, etc. Yeah, it was just very interesting because I think the goal coming into this was to break her down. As a character, and I don't know that we were able to do that in those first three seasons because so much of who she is is contingent on other people. Totally. No, I felt that same way because like she's so tied to Lorelai, yeah, and Lorelai's
1: storyline, and I feel like that continues. Oh, sure. But it definitely we start to feel her like not separated, but like we start to feel her as her own person, and like the way that it's like impacting her, and as as we go on in the later seasons, which I love. Oh, yeah. But as it starts. And four, I feel like this is maybe where Emily starts to come into herself as a character a little mm. bit. Not that she wasn't, but I think mostly in terms of like her milestones, because, you know, we have her like early in the season kind of trying to manipulate Lorelai out of her time as, like, Rory's going back to school, or not going back to school, Rory's going to Yale for the first time. And she, you know, redoes her whole dorm room. And it's just like pretty typical Emily things. And it's not until Ted Koppel's Big Night Out that we really get a
0: big Emily moment, I feel. Interesting, because I actually feel like between that and a fair to remember is a very big moment for emily oh my gosh when, i completely forgot about that yeah that's when jason completely steamrolls her with that party Wait, that she's trying yes. to yes and she starts City. to feel a little obsolete and she comes to lorelei's house to tell her that the party isn't happening or moreover that lorelei will not be catering the party that could have been a phone call no instead she yeah. shows up to Lorelai's home. I completely forgot This about is when that. we get the, the... You've got the word juicy written on your rear end. <laughs> and she shows up and... It was really sad to watch because I literally wrote heartbroken, ugh, because like this is a very different Emily. This is a very yeah. different argument the two of them are having because Lorelai comes into it the same way she approaches every single argument with her mother. When they're at odds, it is always just like zero to 60. Lorelai just like instantly jumps to conclusions and she's like, Ugh, great mom. Thanks so much. Thanks for wasting my time. Thanks for putting me through this. And Emily is just sitting there like, you're right, Lorelai. I'm so so sorry. Like this is just such a different and you can see Lorelai yeah. like the wheels are like slowing down. What is she's going like, oh <laughs> okay. And it's really sad to watch Emily just kind of like resign herself to this idea of being obsolete now that Richard has decided to go into business with this guy who has yeah. his own set of ideas. And We already knew this about Emily, but, like, Emily likes having control, and when she feels like that control is being lost, she can usually kind of regain it in some ways, because the people that she's trying to control are people who are very permanent fixtures in her life. Her husband, her daughter, her granddaughter. But this is something that she can't control. And I feel like some of this was preemptively brought to our attention in presenting Lorelai Gilmore, which I know we didn't like touch on a lot in our last episode. But like Richard kind of speaks to her planning these frivolous parties. Yeah. And that that kind of is her role. And that is where she starts to kind of self-reflect a little bit, but not enough because Richard is the one who's definitely drowning and flailing here. Yeah. But now... The tides have shifted, and I feel like she's kind of looking at her life and being like, this is what I do. This is who I am. Yeah. Who am I without this? The wheels kind of start to fall off early. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. I completely forgot about, like, the Jason setup that, like, that starts that early. I know. That feels like more of, like, it's, like, Emily on her own. Yeah, like, that's, that's impacting I'm her. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: I would argue that season four, as a season, is a turning point for Emily Gilmore. Like... Oh yeah. One of the strongest seasons where she is really faced with a lot of conflict and with a lot of like questioning her relationships, but her relationships that I feel like she never thought she'd have to question specifically her relationship with Richard. Yeah. Because I would argue that her relationship with Lorelai actually gets stronger in season four because I think that Lorelai is finding ways to relate more to Emily in this, but that's because Emily is world that seems so picture perfect all the time is kind of crumbling at the foundation and so it's a lot easier for Lorelai to relate to her and I also think that because Emily is feeling so disconnected from Richard as the season unfolds yeah leaning on Lorelai is a lot easier for Emily
1: because then after that that's when we get Ted Koppel oh betrayal that's when we find out like Penalyn Law and him have been going to dinner every year that they've been married or lunch, I guess lunch. rather. I every that's year. That's so many since lunches. We
0: got her face as he told her that, this was outright wrong.
1: This has been outright wrong for so long. For oh 36 God. years. He never told her.
0: Bad. I guess it was 36 but 39? She says 36 in an affair to remember. Okay. Um, to Lorelei. She says, I've been doing this for your father for the last 36 years. But yeah, you're right. I literally heard that and I was like, well, apparently next year it's going to be 40. So well, maybe <laughs> she didn't do it enough. for the
1: first three years of their marriage.
0: Yeah, maybe <laughs> she just, maybe that scene from The Reigning Lorelei is exactly what it was for the first three years. And then yeah. here we are. Or
1: three years passed between season four and season five
0: maybe but this is huge I don't know how I would move on from this
1: well I feel like it's one of those things that like maybe something big for her needed to happen like this because like a bunch of small things building up to something big makes the big thing you know it's the big thing Mm. but like one big thing happening everything small that happens after that is just as big oh I know oh my god I just like can't get over the fact that Richard was doing that I know like I don't think that he was doing anything you know like scandalous. I think it was just lunch. No,
0: just lunch, but, like, the fact that you kept it a secret from your wife, that's what makes yeah. it scandalous. Yeah. Like, it wasn't romantic.
1: Yeah, it wasn't romantic. It wasn't sexual. It was just friendly, but, but the like... the fact
0: that it was a secret, that's what makes it wrong. It was a lie, yeah. But, of Ugh. course, they've been married for 36 years. That's not gonna be the thing that, like, completely shatters them, but I think that was the crack.
1: Yeah, but... To, like, all of this, when Lorelai is, like, standing there with them and Pendalyn Lot comes up, she was like, you're my almost mommy. I know. <laughs> like, if I was Emily, I would have pushed her to the ground. Like, <laughs> like, Lorelai, why would you let that come out of your mouth? So, like, I, I totally understand why Emily was like, don't talk to that woman. Like, yeah. I was with Emily. Like, I feel like for the rest of the season, I am, like, totally there with every. Decision that Emily has based on all
0: of this. Yeah. No, I'm totally team Emily. I think I'm team Emily all the way up until like halfway through season five.
1: Yeah. It's like until like episode 11 or 12 or whenever she goes to Chris's.
0: Yeah. Because I think that the next sort of like
1: step in all of this is probably the reigning Lorelai when... Trix dies mm-hmm. and she's having to take care of everything and take care of Richard and everything that Trix wanted like this very specific plan and then she finds the letter mm-hmm. that Trix wrote to Richard saying yeah. don't marry Emily you should be with Penalyn Lott um, and then we have like the most iconic moment of her in her like dressing gown with the drink reading her book club book mm-hmm. thank
0: Penalyn Lott just for being, being Penalyn, Penalyn Lott. Lott. But I will say before that, we do get seen in a mall when she completely falls apart. I mean, that's the Oh, unraveling. I wrote that down. I
1: forgot to say that one. Yeah. That's okay. I mean,
0: that's, I mean, I would argue that's not necessarily a turning point. I would say that. No, but that, it's a big moment for her. Exactly. Like, that's when we really see the effects of what happened in Ted Koppel's Big Night Out. But there's also a really, really important moment between her and Rory and Lorelai in the food court. Yeah. Emily is like, the just admiring your mother.
1: Yeah. I feel like seen in a mall is very similar to her wanting to buy the plane. Oh, she's like, I wrote that down. She's like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to fulfill the image that you see of me, of this like frivolous, petty woman who just fills her days with like parties and shopping. And I'm just going to be her. I'm just going to be her to the
0: max. Well, I think it's a combination of that. And like I said before, Emily has to have control. And that's the thing that she has control over is like, I can buy whatever I want to let me buy whatever I want to, because I'm wealthy and I'm rich and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, it seems like kind of a fuck you to whoever she's mad at in the moment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, for right now, it's Richard. I'm going to go do this outlandish, brash thing. I'm going to act out. It's kind of childish, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's a little petulant. Um, Yeah, but it's because she can because that's what she has control over. And then not too far behind that is the reigning Lorelai, which yeah she's cracked <laughs> <laughs>
1: but like we in the best her. way possible like oh like the, that's one of my favorite Emily episodes oh, just because like this is like less of like the turning point and more of like the after effects of all of these things like this is the culmination of it
0: I mean I think it's a turning point to really understand and wrap her head around how much her mother-in-law did not want her in yeah. her family That has to be so devastating, especially because we do not know, as we've spoken to, much about Emily's familial history. We don't know what her relationship with her own mother was like or her father. We don't really talk about her family. This is the family she has, and the matriarch of this family does not want her there. Yeah, and hasn't (laughs) since the beginning. She finds this letter. I mean, that has to be so devastating for someone who doesn't necessarily, like I said, like, have any connection to her family that we know of
1: and who feels like she's kind of like on the outs with her husband a little bit mm-hmm. like imagine if she had found that like last year it still would have like the impact would have hit mm-hmm. but like after finding out about Pendlin Lott mm-hmm. lunches
0: and then finding out that maybe Pendlin Lott would have been a better fit for Tricks well I think what she's realizing especially in this episode because also didn't one of her very close friends pass away and Richard said he couldn't go because he had like a golf outing with some clients. So he wasn't going to be able to go to the funeral. And she was like, you're not going to come to my best friend's funeral. I just remember her yelling at Lorelei when Lorelai's trying to calm her down after she's seen the letter. She's like, but dad, and she's like, your father was going to skip my best friend's funeral to go golfing. But like, she's mad at Richard because her needs, her wants are taking a backseat to everything yes. that he's doing. And I think she's starting to come to terms with that.
1: She's starting to come to terms with that, but she still, like, allows that to be the case. Because no matter what she's feeling, when, like, towards the end of the episode, at the reception, she is... You know, she steps up and she's Mrs. Gilmore. She's the person that Richard needs her to be, despite all of the antics that she's been uh, going through the rest of the episode.
0: Well, and he gives her that validation. And that's the thing is like, even though she steps up to it, she always rises to the occasion because she has to keep yeah. up appearances. That's Emily Gilmore. But like he gives her that validation in the episode and that is the sweet moment between the two of them where you remember that like despite all of these things that we're watching we're watching her unravel and we're watching him kind of go through this new chapter in his life where he's partners with Jason and he's like learning all of these new things and he's doing business differently he's doing a lot of things in his life differently than we're used to seeing and that she's used to seeing I think to see that at the root of it all there's still love there kind of gives us hope or at least gave me hope that like what ends up happening at the end of season four wasn't going to happen, but the next yeah. turning point is in Afterboom yeah. because of the way that Richard treats Jason. And subsequently Lorelei. Specifically, yeah, in relation to Lorelai, but to see how he treats Jason, like, is it really necessary to go after him like this? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. That's when Emily chooses that she's had enough and she's got to go. Yeah. Emily leaves. She literally leaves. She's, she would rather stay in a hotel than live in that house with him.
1: Yeah. And the choices that he has been making. No, you're so right. Because I remember like when like this has happened, it kind of feels like a death in the family is going to be the thing that brings them back together and centers them. Because like, yeah, this whole thing has happened with Penland Lott. He didn't, his mom didn't like me, but his, Mom is gone. And I have him and like I'm here for him and I love him. And it's like moments like this in like real life that like bring people back together and like show you what's like important. But then
0: Richard just keeps right along, um, just taking off the boxes, ticking Emily Gilmore off. It's really interesting to watch those moments back and realize how much of it, of course, was in relation to Richard and Lorelai. But that's so much of this season was about Emily discovering what she needed in her relationship and that that wasn't happening anymore.
1: Yeah. Or discovering she didn't know what wasn't happening. Like, well, of course.
0: Yeah. And I think that was a betrayal. But I think that she was slowly starting to recognize, like, this isn't working for me anymore. Like, I could continue on. But like, at the root of it all, even though Emily Gilmore is a wife, she's Emily Gilmore. Yeah. I feel like that's like, I'm Chuck Bass. <laughs> I'm Chuck Bass. Um, but no, like, because she could have easily been like, no, this is my husband. I have to be with him. I rely yeah. on him. He needs me. But no, she's like, absolutely not. Yeah. I gotta go. Very Emily Gilmore of her. But that was something I was never expecting from her.
1: No. And I know that a lot of people don't like that. I know when we talked to Maya and Hunter, they didn't like that they split up. But I feel like in this, like, otherwise, you know, Rory's in college, like... Lorelei's opening her in, all of the storylines with them are kind of like wrapping up and we're needing like this like other source of conflict and they turn to Emily and Richard to find it. I think the way that they wrote it was so well done Mm -hmm. and like centering it around Emily because like, yeah, it's Richard and what's going on with him, but it's really Emily's reactions to everything Mm -hmm. that drives it and it's chef's kiss. So good. So by the time that Raincoats and Recipes comes around and they are separated Mm -hmm. and they come to like the in opening and whatnot um they're separating are you ready to shop Rakuten is the
0: platform to save and as y'all know it's always my first stop whenever I'm shopping online And Rakuten's big give week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including some of my absolute favorites like Tatcha, Dyson, and Bose. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings.
1: And now y'all are in the know. Shop the brands you love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cashback rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for skincare at Ulta and finally buying a new pair of platform sandals I've been eyeing at Steve Madden. Both brands are
0: included in Big Give Week.
1: Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.
0: And I know that a lot of what we see at the end of season four into season five is, like, a lot of moments between the two of them and, like, her climbing out the window and not wearing a skirt. It's hilarious. The best one. But I would argue that, like, the next turning point for Emily isn't really until Emily says hello. Yeah. Or at least that we see. Because, like, she goes to Europe, she brings Rory with her, like, Mm -hmm. she's clearly like a woman on her own, you know, she's making her own independent choices. I'm going to go to Europe and I'm going to have a great time and I'm going to eat food and talk to men and it's going
1: (laughs) to be great. Have two glasses of wine every day at lunch.
0: But... I would say that we don't really see a turning point in her until Emily says hello when she's so blunt with Lorelai and is like, No, I don't see us getting back together. I think I'm ready to date.
1: Yeah. Cause like you're right. It's just like a bunch of like moments of them like kind of like with the back and forth. The closest I feel is they kind of like reunite to um, do the parties over mm-hmm. um, and they kind of reunite to you know, stick it to Lorelai and get Luke on the right path. But it's really for Emily herself. Yeah, it's when she decides that she's going to go on a date. With Simon McLean. Simon McLean, And, like, she is getting ready for the date. And she's talking about how, like, she would have eaten the salad at her wedding if she would have known that this would have all ended up like this because mm. she thought that that was it for her. And I just love, I love seeing that side of her. I loved seeing her go on the date. She was just flirtatious as Emily is. Her personality is like this kind of person. Yeah. And she's just so, it's so fun. It's so fun to see her like this. And then when she gets back home after that date oh, and she I walks know. inside and she's like, yeah, I would love to do this again. She's smiling. The house is dark. She's alone. And she starts crying. I know. I mean, that's the moment, right?
0: It is, because I think that, like, so many people go through this where you think you're past something, and then, like, you go to start your next chapter, and you realize that you're you're not. You're so not ready. And I think for her, it's been about being headstrong, because she's like, no, I don't want to be with this guy who won't butter my role for me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. He wouldn't butter my role. And so... I think that she's like, <laughs>
1: sorry, <laughs> this reminds me of butter, my muffin <laughs> for <from> mean girls, <laughs> except literally she just wanted her actual literal role.
0: She just wanted to be offered the butter, you know? Yeah. And I think that like, she's being so headstrong about it and she's like, great, I'm going to move on. I'm going to go on a date. It's going to be great. Like I'm really making strides. Yeah. But Like you can't move on that quickly from someone you were with for 36 years yeah. and someone that you're, you're very much not with kind of to prove a point
1: and it's like she's not over him and they're like not even like fully separated he just lives he lives lives right over there steps to the left (laughs) But from there, I think that the next one is like, I kind of, I like where this goes. I like the storyline of the dog, you know, that they both find. Mm-hmm. But it's when Richard crashes into the car. Oh, it's in Come
0: Home. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh, okay, let's just call this what it is. And yeah. after Come Home, I believe is when she goes to Christopher. Yeah.
1: Because they announced that they're going to... Um, Renew their vows. Have their renewal. Yeah.
0: yeah. So great. And then that's when she goes to Christopher at the end of that episode. And that is when I get off the Emily train for a little bit.
1: I love that scene, though.
0: Like, Oh, I do, too. I love that Gigi's watching Teletubbies. <laughs> she goes, one of my goodbye, Gigi. Enjoy your program. That is one, <laughs> that's one of my favorite Emily
1: lines. Goodbye, Gigi. Enjoy your program. Like it's just like, <laughs> Teletubbies. <laughs> I say enjoy your program all the time to my mom. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, I love
1: it. But this is when um, she finally was like, I didn't really care about you. She says, to be honest, I never thought much of you. Mm. And he's like, well, thanks. Oh, great. Um, Thank but you. But it's like, it's really just that like he, like she said, she com- he comes from good breeding. Lorelai and him have a pass. He's Rory's father. This is what makes sense. She shouldn't be with Luke. It's got to be you. Um, for whatever reason, like even as she's talking, I'm still like not quite sure why Chris. Like she's listing out all these reasons and I'm like, but why him? Is it yeah. really just because he's Rory's father? Rory's father. Like mm. it just... It feels like that's the only reason because mm-hmm. she's like, I don't care about you, um, but go
0: ruin my daughter's relationship by all means. Uh, yeah. I And for me, it's not really so much a turning point as it is just like a huge storyline milestone for Emily Gilmore, because I don't know what made her do that. We don't really see like an impetus. Like, I guess she sees how close she and Luke are getting, but that yeah. never seemed to bother her before this moment like of course she's yeah. she's always like crack jokes about it but she's always been very blunt with Lorelai where she's like you're gonna marry yeah. that man so like that's why I always
1: forget that this this little like end cap of this episode here where she goes to see chris is at the end of come home because it feels like there's so many other points in episodes in season five where this would fit but Mm -hmm. it's like because it's like you jump i jump jack the party's over like even after her date with simon McLean, like there's something that feels like it would be like a like you said an impetus for all of these moments that they've experienced and the only one that i can like really feel is like I reunited with my husband. Now you're going to go reunite with Lorelai mm-hmm. um, because she shouldn't be with Luke. Luke is her Simon McLean. And she's going to be cl- crying in the foyer of her home if you don't go save her.
0: Yeah, I guess so. And maybe
1: it's because it was like a setup. Like, otherwise, how else would Chris have been invited? Oh, of so, course.
0: No, I know we do it for the plot. But outside of that. This was major for of the those plot. It's yeah, I wish we had kind of seen a little more of what prompted this and yeah. and from that vantage point i totally hear that it's like i just got back together with my husband it does actually work like two people really do belong yeah. together even if they have their obstacles you need to go to lorelei but i guess it's just because we haven't seen chris and emily interact together in so long that it's just like this yeah. is so random
1: <laughs> and it's like she doesn't really know about i mean like chris's dad died she knows about sure. that but she doesn't know about like Lorelai going over there um, Chris comes to the inn and like all of these th- things happen that like Emily's not involved in so yeah it feels it feels like it needs to be a turning point but it's not really because it's more of Emily like she's the same person that she was in it should have been Lorelai in Haunted Leg this is more of the same from her it's just, and dreaming. Yep. it's just finally coming back around to um, this is the big moment for that storyline if you will
0: yeah, there's no real turning point there for Emily until So Good Talk Oh, when yeah. she comes back from her honeymoon. Because even though Lorelai says, you know, at the end of Wedding Bell Blues, oh my god, you my and fave, me, we're done. Oh,
1: <laughs> take a picture,
0: snap. It's I hope so that Emily good. has
1: that framed somewhere. I've oh, heard I, just I, like, yeah. dear I. <laughs> <Dead> but eye, but
0: <laughs> she doesn't think anything of it. Yeah, because I don't think she recognizes what she's done.
1: No, she doesn't. She that dinner with rory that they have in um so good talk she was like what do you want from me like she yeah. was like you know what you did wrong grandma you just sent a bunch of postcards and he thinks everything's gonna be fine yeah
0: i think it's like it takes rory kind of being like hey that was bad <laughs> yeah but even then that through pulp friction when you know she goes to luke and she says okay look yeah. go to her clearly this is obviously at the end of so good talk go to her clearly you two are meant to be together." I will keep myself out of this.
1: She says you win. You win. And I was like, oh yeah. Is this a battle that she's been fighting since like it really that presented itself and it should have been Lorelai, but it's like, you win. And Luke was like, I didn't know I was. I didn't fighting even you. know we were at
0: war. <laughs> yeah. But it's through pulp friction when like Lorelai still won't come to dinner. She doesn't understand why Luke hasn't quote unquote taken her back. Isn't this fun uh Richard goes to um, help Lorelai out with a fire at the inn and Emily's all like put out because
1: Oh yeah, that was not so Lorelai good talk. Lorelai says she so has no beef.
0: Yeah. Because you're the favorite. Yeah. So like she's watching all of these things happen and she's like, oh, I'm being literally ostracized by my family. Yeah. Not by Richard. But she goes in a huff to Luke. She starts screaming at him. He calls Lorelai on the speed dial. My fave. And Lorelai comes and confronts her mother. And like that, I think to me- is really the turning point. Because I don't think that when she went to Luke, obviously she said, okay, you win. And I think she meant that. She was like, I get it now. The two of you are going to be together. You don't have to worry about me because I'm going to butt out of it. But she thought that was going to fix it. What she says to Lorelai when she comes back the second time to the diner and they're screaming at each other, she said, I obviously fixed it. Whatever it did, what I did, I did out of concern. As your mother, I have the right to be concerned. I had to jump in. And that's when Lorelai is like, no, you fix it. You you broke broke it. it. But yeah, like Emily truly doesn't. I genuinely
1: don't think that she thinks that she did anything wrong. No. Like, I think that she recognizes like the hurt that came from it, that like the reaction to it, the response from all of the parties. But I think that she still thinks, as she says when she's sitting there talking to Luke and So Good Talk, is like my daughter thinks she knows what will make her happy and she thinks that's you so I'm gonna let you guys win because like everything that I've done is what I think is best for her Mm -hmm. and so it's like it's really never really like the recognition that she did anything wrong or the recognition that Lorelai knows what's right for her it's just that this is what Lorelai thinks will make her happy she chooses you and that's when she comes back in the next one and then she's like Do you think I wanted to come down here and embarrass myself with the local greasy spoon?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. What a pill. Yeah. She's like, I fixed it. Yeah. Whatever happened, I obviously fixed it. You fixed it. You broke it. Emily is very self-involved, as we already knew. But it really is about like for Emily, it's like it's Emily's world and we're all living in it. Yeah, because I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she only roots for Lorelai's happiness if it is happiness that Emily's on board with. And, yeah. And, like, happiness that she can see from her perspective and understand. And, like, I think we all are that way to a certain extent because fundamentally, like, we have our own perspective on happiness and success and, like, life things. Yeah,
1: and we all have an opinion about the cl- people close to us. Of
0: course, especially when we, like, unconditionally love somebody. But... We can all think we know what's best for somebody else, but with Emily, it's like she will do anything in her control to make that a reality for Lorelai. Even though yeah. Lorelai is like shouting into the void, I know what I want for myself. Yeah, it really
1: is a turning point. I feel like this is the harshest they've ever been with each other. And like, oh, yeah. I know that we have like Rory's dance, like we said before, like that was like a really intense fight. But for Lorelai to just say, shut up, like do, do us, us all, all a favor. favor and
0: shut up. Oh, uh
1: yeah. And so Emily's face and she leaves. And I think that that's like such a big moment for Emily to be like, oh, Oh. all right. Mm -hmm. And we never really hear anything like directly about that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not anything that, like, comes from that direct fight. The next time that we really see Emily is when Logan is going to be coming over for dinner because they are so remiss as to have waited so long to extend an invitation to Logan after Rory had dinner at their house. Mm -hmm. Lorelai, for whatever reason, can't meet Logan before this. Like,
0: on her own. So we're Invite
1: him to Luke's, go to Yale, anything. She has to meet him at Friday night dinner and... Why she thought that was a good idea, we can reserve for another episode and talk extensively about that because I have many things to say on that. But Emily says, huh, how convenient. You want to come to dinner on the one night that we have a guest named mm. Logan coming. And so she decides she's going to come back to dinner for Mr. Logan Huntsberger, which I don't blame her. Who's to blame her? Yeah. I would, I would make, I'd mend fences to go to dinner with Logan. Sure. Um, <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> but I would say that for Emily's journey, I don't think that that's a turning point not so much, much a turning point, but more like, so the
1: that's the next time we see her. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, the, there's yeah. a significant amount of episodes where we don't see her at all.
0: I would say that the next turning point for her is in a house is not a home. Oh, for sure. Because like I brought this up on pod, I think. Oh, I did in our What if Rory Gilmore episode, I believe. What if Rory Gilmore had spoken to her grandmother instead of her grandfather about yeah. dropping out of Yale because if you notice the scene between Emily and Lorelai and Richard at the end of A House Is Not Home Ooh, when they're, they're telling favorite. her yeah. he's going to take some time off from Yale. Richard does almost all of the talking. Yeah, I noticed that too. It's so interesting because Emily does eventually like jump in and she's like, I think this could be good for her. But it's like, oh, I really wish I had known what that conversation was like between Richard and Emily before Lorelai got there. I know.
1: Yeah. Because I really, I do truly think that the turning point here is when Lorelai comes to them and she's like, this is not happening. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we are on your side. Like we are one 100% going to support you through this. Like we've got this. We have gone from being financially supportive of you to emotionally supportive. We've got this. And then whatever happened from that moment to this is not happening mm. to Lorelai showing up for Friday night dinner. Like what happened in... I imagine in Richard's study they had a conversation about it. I don't know. That just feels like
0: the place where they would discuss it. But something got Emily on board. Yeah. Because there's no way that it didn't break her heart to watch Lorelai walk in the way that she did. All excited. Like, okay, I thought we could come here and, like, game plan and figure it out before Rory gets here to know that they're about to, like, completely shadow that entire illusion.
1: Do you think that she really fully recognized that that was wrong in the same way that she did not fully recognize that what she was doing before was wrong do you think that she has to like convince herself to some degree that what she's doing is right and other people's reaction to it is not right because she knows what's best for people
0: well I think it's less like this is so much more nuanced because I think that this was not a decision that Emily made by herself Yeah. whereas this you know this turning point in season five yes that is something that she completely did on her own that's why you know Lorelei has a beef with Richard. DIY. Yeah, it was a DIY project for sure. It went on her Pinterest board. She thought about it. She plotted and planned. She went she to Michael's. Had a <laughs> DIY bris- <laughs> stop. Friendship <laughs> bracelets. <laughs> she got off the glue gun. Like, yeah. Perfect. But I think that when it comes to this specific situation, like Emily kind of had to be convinced herself that it was a good idea before jumping on board because I cannot imagine a world in which she didn't like weigh out the pros and cons of like, we're gonna lose Lorelei. We're going yeah. to lose Lorelai, and maybe she didn't know. I don't know. That's actually something I'm curious to hear about from our besties. Yeah. If they think was, that she, I was really about to knew. say,
1: I don't think she thought that it was gonna. She was gonna lose Lorelai. Do you
0: think that she thought that they would be able to convince her that it was the right move?
1: Yeah, I really do think that Emily, like, even after getting told to shut up, I think to some degree she's like, no, we could do this. She's a yeah. little bit optimistic. That yeah. One. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But again, she wasn't that surprised by Lorelai's reaction no she was just like this is what's right and there wasn't really like a huge a huge reaction because like like you said it's really
0: Richard that's delivering this news I know but I think that what makes it a turning point isn't that you know they decided to not go along with Lorelai's plan it's that in deciding that and in seeing Lorelai's reaction that is the moment that they kind of and moreover Emily kind of decides to make Rory her new project
1: well that's what yeah that was what I was gonna say that really feels like the turning point of like everything that's about to happen that like this is where it starts to build because from this moment at the end of season five until six with um welcome to the dollhouse mm-hmm. I feel like Rory is replacement Lorelai mm-hmm. that she is just she almost has a child again she is a teenager that she's taking care of to some degree that she it's not to do it over the new and improved Lorelai if you mm-hmm. will like that's the moment where it's like in the same way that Emily said in season five to Luke you win Lorelai says that to them you win congrats yeah. um she, like, breaks into their house in the middle of the night and drops all her stuff in there. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's through, I think, the first, like, six episodes and then built in 789 that, like, this is replacement Lorelei. This is what's happening. Every single thing that happens between them, like the um, Emily redoing the pool house, Emily having her join the DAR, she's creating this little you know, new and improved Lorelei that she would have wanted for her daughter to be. And Rory is really thriving doing that. Mm. And she's not taking into account where Rory should be, that this is yeah. not who Rory is. Yeah. And more so focusing on the fact that this is who Lorelai could have been. Yeah. And she is living for
0: it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I think that from, like, We've Got Magic to Do through oh, Let, Let Me yeah. Hear.
1: Well, We've Got Magic to Do is not necessarily a Turning point, but that isn't. It's, when a, she it's a bigger to... turning
0: point for Richard. Yeah, but it's when things start to like when the thread starts to get pulled a yeah. little bit because the news has broken that yeah. lorelei was right to a certain extent. But it takes Emily longer to get on board because again, it's that headstrong control. Yeah, she is like, no, we are going to make this work. We are not going to let that girl fail.
1: Yeah, it's not so much a turning point as it is a moment for Emily because we can't go without mentioning. Laying into Shira Huntsberger, oh, like of course, Emily Gilmore. That's iconic. Maybe like the most savage, best moment of the entire series. I know when she. Oh, I know what what a moment, but it's yeah, so good. Have to mention it.
0: But I think that until let me hear into the prodigal daughter returns. Yeah, that is really when Emily starts to. Yeah, it starts to sink in for her.
1: It's an episode eight, and let me hear your bell because ringing out that the full regression has occurred. Yeah. That she is now referring to Lorelai Rory, yes, Lorelai as the true Lorelei. Like just wait till your father gets home. Mm. And it's like here we are. And it's when they're on the plane that she fully has that I think it's from a house that's not a home into the prodigal daughter on the plane that she has that full sort of arc, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. It was really heartbreaking to watch the plane scene because it's I mean, you mentioned this in our last episode. It's a full circle moment. It's a huge parallel between the fight that they have after Rory's dance and this episode, The Prodigal Daughter yeah. Returns.
1: Because she says, I lost her like I lost you. She you said you would have you
0: should have heard the way that she talked to me. It would have made you very proud. Oh. Cause this this is the moment that
1: I was thinking about earlier when you were talking about how season four is like Emily this is really about herself. That this moment, this feels like this is really Emily about Emily. She mm-hmm. was like, let me be frivolous. If I want to buy a plane, I'll buy a plane. And it's she says, it's my fault.
0: It's my fault. And she, she's like, it's not my fault. You're right. Yes. And Lorelai says, it's not your fault. Yeah. I actually wrote here under season six. Season six is about control. And blame. Yeah. And a lot of the series for Emily has been about blame. Yeah. And I think that this is when it really comes to a head because we're getting a lot of the same strokes of the argument they had in Rory's dance. Yeah. And like, I think she's always searching for those answers in Lorelei of like, why did you leave? Why won't you let Rory have one piece of our lives? Are we really that terrible? Why did you leave? And I think that to see it kind of, to see history repeat itself in the form of Rory Gilmore was really, really hard for Emily. But she does say, it's not my fault.
1: Yeah. And it's like,
0: well, it kind of is. (laughs) It's not not your fault. It's not your fault. But to a certain extent, like, Lorelai is right when she says, Mom, this isn't your fault because she literally wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. Yeah.
1: You didn't lose her. And you didn't lose me.
0: Oh, and then Emily's face afterwards. I feel like a little bit of that,
1: like, in terms of the you didn't lose me that's more of Lorelai's that's a Lorelei arc in my opinion that like it took Lorelei, you know from season one to season six now to really recognize and take that full circle moment for herself that like you lost I lost her like I lost you and in season one Lorelai's like yeah you did lose me mm. and she had to go on that whole journey to be like you didn't lose me like I'm right here. I'm yeah
0: on a freaking plane. I'm leaving on.
1: The, I came to find you <laughs> on a plane. You've been missing in action all day, and yeah. I came to find you. So I feel like that's a little bit more Lorelai. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten is the platform to save, and as y'all know,
0: it's always my first stop whenever I'm shopping online. And Rakuten's big give week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including some of my absolute favorites like Tatcha, Dyson, and Bose. Rakuten is how in the know shoppers get the best savings.
1: And now y'all are in the know. Shop the brands you love and earn cash back on top of deals. During big give week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for skincare at Ulta and finally buying a new pair of platform
0: sandals I've been eyeing at Steve Madden. curious after this i know that we have a lot of moments friday night's all right for fighting the real paulinka driving miss gilmore throughout the rest of this season i know you know this season so well i'm much less versed in this but where would you say that emily's next turning point is well i mean we have to say friday night's all
1: right for fighting because like everyone has that sort of moment of like they have it all out this is like the turning point of like the series like they're finally like Everyone's kind of on the same page now. Even if, like, they're not forgiving each other, it's all out in the open. I just wish I would have remembered to call her a cocktail waitress. Like, with that, we're kind of, like, admittedly, in my opinion, kind of closing the door on Gilmore parent conflict. Yeah. Because after this point it's kind of over there's that's no why more I was
0: curious as to yeah. what you thought because that really is the closing of the door we don't really get big fights between the two of them we get more aha moments I would argue yeah
1: or like more um they're getting closer and closer which is mm-hmm. why season seven I feel like is so disappointing because the rest of this I think that you've been gilmore and Mm -hmm. Driving Miss Gilmore are kind of the two turning points for the rest of the series in terms of Emily in terms of her Lorelai storyline mostly because it's like the first moment that from like trying to break up Luke and Lorelai you win in the diner till they're sitting having dinner and she was like Lorelai's our daughter and come June Luke will be our son-in-law and it's like the first time that they're like it's not a question of whether or not, if they'll get married, it's they are getting married and he's going to be our son and we're going to protect you guys. And it's like, you've been gilmore like, this is, this is what happens. And then in driving Miss Gilmore, because they're going to buy the house
0: hmm
1: that's when Lorelai's is like it's not gonna happen that's the first person that she said that to yeah. she hasn't admitted it to Rory to Suki to Luke of course she tells her mom and mm-hmm. it is, feels very reminiscent of I can't get started when she told her mom that she's getting back together with Chris preemptively mm-hmm. but here she's like she's telling her that they're not gonna get married and it kind of feels like this is n- the new normal for them because yeah. at partings you know Hard hands, my fave. Um, when she walks in for dinner and she says, so how are we? Because yeah. the last time she saw her, she was like driving her around blind after her LASIK surgery, <laughs> crying because her marriage wasn't going to happen. And now they just have dinner. Yeah. And um, I think that Emily says it best uh, when everyone's leaving dinner and partings. When she's uh, asking Gerda if she fired her, and she's like, everything's off tonight. <laughs> and it just, because <laughs> she didn't. She says, no. Just that everything's off tonight.
0: Oh, I love it. No, after Friday Night's All Right for Fighting, like you said, we kind of closed this era and the rest of the series for them. And I don't think this is just because new writers came in in season seven. I wonder what that would have looked like had Amy and Dan been on the series. Um, But the rest of it does feel very tepid between all of them, but in a beautiful way. You know, you hope for this the entire series that like eventually there will be that harmonious family yeah. life I just don't think we expected to get it so uh early on even though, though season the six season is like pretty left. deep but yeah what I found interesting in kind of looking at all of this is that season seven is the only season opener where there is no conflict between Lorelai and Emily yeah like Pilot Lorelai and Emily of course are at odds so that's the entire like framework of the series season two Sadie Sadie is when Emily finds out about Lorelai getting engaged and not telling her and obviously there's the fight that happens season three um, is when she has to tell her parents that she's not with Christopher anymore. Season four is the ballrooms and biscotti fight. Season yeah. five, Emily's mad at her because she put her and her father in this space together. Now she's going to take Rory to Europe. Season six, obviously, at following a house on a home, and then season seven, nothing. And then you know, I know we'll get here in a second, but a year in the life, winter, winter, they're already at the odds. Two of them. Yeah, I would say that the only point that I think could be a milestone in Emily's journey in season seven is in Gilmore girls only because mm-hmm. of her going to Mia's getting wedding. arrested. And... Oh, I mean, of course, you know, it's wonderful. <laughs> marvelous is like one of my favorite yeah. moments of Emily Gilmore, but I would say that's very classic Emily. She's very defiant. It's a hilarious moment, but that is typical Emily. Like I think that going to Mia's wedding, I think the conversations that they have, even though I like roll my eyes at that episode because they didn't bring the real Mia back. (laughs) Who is this woman? And what has she done with the real Mia? Um, You know, I do think that that, is kind of a turning point for her because her journey with Mia was never really tied up. And we talked about that in our last episode, that in season two, when they do finally meet and they have this conversation about the pictures, it was okay that we never saw the rest of that. We just needed that isolated moment. But if they were gonna throw us this in season seven, fine. Because I do think that that was a wound for Emily for a long time.
1: Yeah. Do you know, I honestly... I don't like Gilmore Girls Only because they tie that up. Because fake Mia tells Lorelai, like, oh, yeah, I talked to your mom. And she's like, oh, I never knew that. Mm. And it's like, we didn't need this know, five need seasons it. later.
0: I know. Well, there's a lot in Susan seven we didn't need. added to the list.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that's really the only, like, big Emily moment. The only other two that I would say is, of course, from I'd rather be in Philadelphia because she has oh, yeah. that moment of, like, Really recognizing that she might lose Richard, mm. um, and being like, "This is who I am," which we've always known, but she's really just reiterating it because it feels like from like forgiveness and stuff to hear like back to like season four and season five conflict. Like at the end of the day, she really is Richard's wife, but in um, "I Am Kaya Kermi Roar," mm. this is when she starts kind of like, "You can take care of yourself," like, yeah. and Lorelai's kind of helping her, you know. Kind of feel a little self-sufficient and learn windmills. So there's that, but like, it we're kind of like there's no real heft to anything that's going on in
0: Emily's world anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It just it all feels really thin. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of that is attributed to the fact that Amy and Dan were not there.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, is like I really would have loved to have seen what the Gilmore conflict would have been for seven and eight because like that's the only way they. Would have stayed on is that they would have had that eighth season, like what was going to happen? Because so much of six, I know a lot of people don't like, is because all of that kind of falls off and it's really focusing on like Rory and Lorelai's sort of relationships falling apart and Mm -hmm. falling together. Mm -hmm. That how would that conceit of the show been maintained throughout the next two seasons of like the conflict with her parents, the Friday night dinners? Like how would that have like molded into something new?
0: Yeah it's really hard to say because in A Year in the Life you know we get a lot of glimpses of what we would have gotten in season seven and eight had Amy and Dan been there but I think the most unexpected of all of course is that Ed Herman passed. Right. And while I mean that was unbelievably sad they wove it into the story so well and I would argue that like emily's arc elevated because of that happening it gave her somewhere to go it really character. did that wasn't something we had seen before we've literally never seen this before the only like baby diluted glimpse we got into this was in season five when she's on her own and even then she wasn't really on her own no. and like this is when we really see emily's character shift yeah More than we did the entire i mean the entire series is an arc for emily and a beautiful one at that but like a year in the life for her was huge.
1: Yeah. And, like, each of the episodes kind of has, like, a different sort of, like, journey that she's kind of taking with this, like, grief and loss. And, mm. um, you know, the first one is, like, I really hate, like, it's so hard because this is where Lorelai is at the their house after mm. the funeral. And she can't think of something nice to say. Like, Emily in that moment, like, I, I can't imagine what that would feel like to no. not just be able to say anything like we have like been reconnected for I mean I guess seven seasons plus nine years so like for the last 16 years we've been in your daughter's life and your life very presently
0: and you and can't, you can't think, think, of think of anything,
1: anything?
0: I know. Make something up. I know. But also, like, what irritated me so deeply about that is that we saw so many beautiful moments between her yeah. and Richard. We talked about this before, but when we get to the revival on Patreon, we're just going to list, make a
1: list of all of the things that Lorelai could have said. Could have said. Yeah. In this moment.
0: Yeah. So I understand why that was a huge breaking point with Emily, because she was just like, are you absolutely hitting me? Mm. That fight between them and the kitchen. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: But it's like, in the same way, though, it's like, that doesn't really feel, I mean, it's a milestoney moment. Nothing's really changed, though. And I think that that's what's so hard and heartbreaking for Emily, is like, how has nothing changed? How are we still having these same fights? Mm. How is like, this monumental moment happened in my life? And it's like, I know you lost your dad, but I, like, like as she says later in this episode, half of me is gone. Mm. Like...
0: Yeah, I would say that's probably more of a turning point for Lorelai than it is for Emily, because for Emily, the turning point was losing her husband. Yeah. And it just adds insult to injury that her daughter, who she's had this relationship with that, of course, has had a lot of ups and downs, but has been built up from what we've seen, like can't say anything nice and memorable about her father it's like yeah. what have we been doing this whole time
1: yeah don't you remember when you were in season six when you said I don't have beef with you whereas yeah. I was in season
0: five yeah. and he's like oh okay great no there were so what happened to that so many different things she could have said but I think that like the biggest turning point that I could think of off the top of my head is when Emily decides that she's going to sell all of her things and sell her house
1: yeah Marie Kondo her life yeah yeah she's gonna try and find out what brings her joy and that's when Lorelai's like, nothing's gonna bring you joy right now. But she's gonna try. Yeah. Um, and that's how she ends up in therapy. Huge. She takes Lorelai's suggestion. I think that's a turning point.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And also, of all things, to go to therapy where she like <laughs> sporadically throughout the series, like pushes against so much in different ways. Where yeah. she's like, We're not <laughs> going to therapy. What are you talking about? Your yeah. father doesn't need to go talk to someone. We don't go to therapy. Like, yeah. I love it. <laughs>
1: But, like, I would say, like, there's nothing really in therapy that feels, when we get to spring, nothing really feels like it's, like, really any sort of turning point. She mentions the letter, the heinous letter the that heinous never really le- has any, um,
0: you know, resolution. But it's just, like, more of the same. Do you wish that we could have seen Emily in therapy by herself? I really wish that there would have been
1: some sort of, um, yes is the answer, that, like, She went to therapy because she lost her husband. And, of course, in Gilmore Girls fashion, it turned into something... Much bigger between her and Lorelai, which I do like, mm. but I think that even just maybe a glimpse of something between what she was going through, so we could have seen like how that started and how it compares to being in therapy with Lorelai. Maybe I think that would have been interesting.
0: Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I feel
1: like in um spring there's really no um anything major. It's more so that just that Lorelai shows up, and that you know Emily's trying to help Luke franchise the diner. But we we already got there. I feel like in You've been Gilmore'd,
0: that she was, you know, she was ready to show up for Luke. Mm, mm-hmm. So I
1: think it's just um, expanding that.
0: I guess, for me, like, the entirety of A Year in the Life kind of culminates in winter and then in fall. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, of course, them going to therapy is such a huge deal.
1: Yeah. And then her having the TV, having TV dinners, like, that feels like a moment where you're like, what, what's going on in your life?
0: Yeah. Like, whoa. It's the same thing with the jeans. Oh, the jeans. But, like, I would say her relationship with Berta. Berta, yeah. Is, like, a massive turning point for Emily Gilmore because she's never had a relationship with one of her maids.
1: Yeah. Not some. Dea.
0: Dea. She loved Dea.
1: I don't know what happened to her, but, but I, I loved, loved her.
0: her. <laughs> yeah. Like, her yeah. relationship with Berta and her children and, the, like, the nurturing openness that she shows her and her family huge like yeah it just feels like a part of her opens up through this loss throughout a year in the life that is so unlike I think what we were expecting from Emily Gilmore definitely because we catch glimpses of that throughout her journey with Lorelai and Rory but those that's like her actual family like her blood family this is yeah. more chosen family which yeah. I don't think that or just like accidentally arrived family and yeah for Got them to leave. (laughs) Which I don't think that Emily ever anticipated having to have.
1: No. She, I don't think she ever thought that she was going to, I mean, eventually he would leave, but like, I don't think she expected it to happen so suddenly.
0: Well, yeah, she demanded to go first. Oh, stop stop oh god
1: um but yeah you're right the in the revival it's really winter and fall because like the other things that are like sprinkled throughout are just like you know really emphasizing these things of like it's the loss and then in fall when um she's at the nantucket house and she Mm -hmm. starts she goes to the whaling museum and she starts i guess using her history degree that she supposedly got at smith you know it's so nice and then everything comes full circle when lorelei comes back around and asks for money again Mm. and she's like on one condition Mm -hmm. and it's just to spend more time with them. That's all she's ever really wanted. I feel like she's only ever wanted more time with Lorelai. The only thing that I'll say to this that I just like I know that I could say so many things about the revival is that when we end on Emily the last thing that we see of her is like she's tucking in her you know her little I would say the kid I was trying to figure out how they related to her because it's not a grandkid but it kind of feels that yeah
0: grandchild
1: yeah tucking them in during Lorelai's wedding and she's going and sitting and having wine and drinking outside like very like last great American dynasty vibes but like I just would have, like, loved for her to have been there, you know? Because I know she's going to go to the day. She's probably going to go to the wedding the next day. But But she's in Nantucket.
0: I wonder what the meaning for that was from Amy's perspective. For Emily's character. Yeah. 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 I wonder what, like, the flashes between Lorelai getting married, Rory being there, and Emily being in Nantucket, like, meant for her. Because I do agree. Like, you would imagine she would have been there, Maybe it was a symbol of, like, newfound independence and that she has a life now outside of Lorelai and Rory.
1: It's an interesting time to declare that. Exactly. Because, like, it feels like all she's ever wanted, I mean, maybe all she's ever wanted was Lorelai to get married and have a family and, like, settle down. And now that she's doing that, she's not showing up for it. Maybe there's something to be said for that. But Hmm. I just, like, I don't feel like that, I feel like that was so wrong. Like, that was, like, of everything in the revival, there's lots of things I feel like were wrong. Sure. Um, Rest in peace, Logan Huntsberger. Um, (laughs) He didn't actually die, but, I was about to say, do you know something uh, we don't know? No, I don't know anything you don't know, unfortunately. But it's just, like, yeah, that's, like, the one thing where I'm, like, that felt like that could have been different. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know that that... I think that as, like, an overall journey between the three of them, that's more of a gripe. But for Emily's character growth... I think it's very clear that she's found peace and comfort in this new chapter and new era of her life of, like, discovering her independence and who she actually is and who she wants to be. Yeah. And I don't know that her not being at the wedding impeded on that necessarily. But, yeah. No. Like, for the story itself, I really do wish that she could have been there.
1: But But. she really, she found herself there at the end. like Yeah. it's probably not who she ever wanted to be, or who she ever saw herself as, because she left the D.A.R. Those biddies. Oh my god, and that, that <laughs> moment!
0: Oh, I forgot about that moment. Which eats the cookie. <laughs> I wrote that down to talk about last week when I thought we were going to talk about it last week. But you're right, that moment is huge because she yeah. she holds it in such high regard the entire series. It's the D- yeah. what's the D.A.R. Um, <laughs> that's what I wrote down. What's the D.A.R. Because when Luke does that, it kills me. Yeah. Um But yeah, Emily kind of starts to realize like. This is all bullshit. All of this is bullshit. And I think that there's something to be said about how realistic that is as you continue to age, no matter what age you are, like you start to realize that the things you once cared about maybe aren't as important as you once held them. And like I said, that just comes with life and and growing up totally fine, and shedding your skin a little bit. But like, it's so fun to see her do that because that's really what the revival is, is Emily shedding her skin. Yeah. And... That moment specifically is so beautiful because that's everything Emily has kind of built her entire identity on is like the DAR yeah. and hosting these parties and stuff. And, and being a wife. We've kind of raised that question throughout our discussion about this these last two episodes that throughout the whole series, it's like, who is Emily Gilmore? Yeah. And that is exactly what she gets to discover in this loss. In the revival. Yeah, and has to decide, yeah. Yeah, which is huge. And I think that's what makes her character arc so beautiful from top to tail. Yeah, that I don't know that they were expecting because I don't think that they would have gotten the same thing had no. they done season 7 and 8
1: yeah because like obviously like if they were able to have Ed in the show I don't think there was ever going to be a world where he wouldn't have been in it No, it was only like forced life circumstances so I really would have been interested to have seen what that would have been like but mm. I think that given Emily's character the direction that that took that just like the whole arc of that was just mm-hmm. perfect I know. and I think arguably the best part of the revival and really why she continued to have like from the pilot to fall like having this incredible arc Mm. um and I know at the end of all of this a lot of people still just like don't like her because like you know she is very manipulative there is a lot of Moments where it's really hard to see how she came to the conclusion. I know a lot of the times people feel really sensitive about their feelings on the show Mm -hmm. because they bring a lot of their life experiences Mm -hmm. to it Mm -hmm. and they're reacting to things that aren't necessarily in the script, but they've kind of
0: inserted their own life experiences into these things. Or recognizing patterns of people in their own life, specifically maternal figures who may like where Emily may have exhibited the same traits and characteristics. Yeah,
1: so they won't let her get away with it in any sure. capacity. And that's totally understandable. But I just... I think overall she is totally one of my favorite characters. Oh, she
0: has one of the most beautiful arcs of the show. Yeah. But speaking of people's feelings, I'm glad you brought that up because our next episode is going to be a Gilmore to consider about Emily Gilmore and we would love for you to call in yeah. because we'd love to share some of your opinions, what you think about Emily Gilmore, anything that you heard us touch on that you disagree with, anything that we didn't touch on that you wish that we did. Do you think we forgot? We probably did. Sitting here, I like
1: there's like 12 things in my mind. I'm like, oh, I forgot to bring that so like I'm sure there are so many things that you guys have but like also like I just want to know your feelings in general on her. Do you like her? Do you love her? Are there moments that you talked that we loved that you're like that's bad you guys I want to know.
0: I do too. And we'll have more to say on that in the next episode. you want more Gilmore to Say, join us on Patreon where you can listen to our spoiler-full rewatch podcast, Gilmore Revisited, where we're currently watching season three. You can also join us for
1: live watches, our community discord page, and get monthly merch discounts to our old-fashioned merch shop at gilmoretosay.com.
0: And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Podcast, where you can stay up to date on all things Gilmore to Say.